Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It is 106 in Edmonton, the second hour of Oilers Now. We've got a jam-packed next 24 minutes. Oilers Now is presented by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. We're going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. The River Cree Resort Casino, open 24-7, 365. Excitement, bet on it. And hook up with the Oilers Director of Amateur Scouting, Tyler Wright. He is our Oilers Now headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It is the best you've ever tasted. You can search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And for the second time in a week, we welcome back to the show uh, Director of Player Personnel and the Oilers Head Amateur Scout, Tyler Wright. Hello, Tyler. How are you doing? Good. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, did you miss me in Nashville? Probably not, eh? Uh, well, I didn't really leave the hotel outside of the draft floor in the hotel, so I didn't really see many people to, to begin with. We're pretty bunkered down. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I can tell you that during the regular season, uh, Cam Moon and myself and Jack Michaels, we do leave the hotel when we're in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> what a great city. It is, it is a great city. Uh, I, you know, like last year when you took Reed Schaefer, I could actually say, while well, I saw him play every game of the series against the Amazon Oil Kings, I'd seen him play a couple times uh, before, at least one time before at Rogers Place. I got to tell you, you had a limited uh, draft class this year because of some trades you made, which comes with the territory when you're trying to win. I'm all for it. But I don't got a damn clue on any of your guys because I didn't see any of them play a single game this year. So you drafted Bo Akey, who sounds, uh, we had him on the show yesterday. He's got a great personality. You took him in the second round. Uh, he is a defenseman. You took a goaltender, Nathaniel Day, in the sixth round. And what's the pronunciation on the center you took out of uh, Merrimack College? Matt Capone. Matt Capone. All right. So let's start with Bo Akey. Tell us about this player. Well, I, you know, just really good puck moving. Uh, I would say, you know, skating, he's probably one of the better skaters in the draft. Um, um, can transport with his feet and his, and his head. Um, you know, just a really good two-way defenseman. Um you know, watched him a lot last year as an underage, uh, watched him a lot at the beginning of the year, um, got off to a real good start, uh, missed the Holenka due to injury. And then, um, you know, Brent Clark gets sent back from the LA Kings and he got kind of got pushed, um, you know, off the power plane into a little bit of a role, different role. So I think that kind of set him back a little bit. Um, but, you know, he had 50 points, 47 points last year. 
Um, good shot, playing the power play. Um, just a really good, solid defense. But we were really excited. You know, obviously we make the pick and everybody says it, but um, not only that, he shoots right-handed. I think we, we, um, you know, those type of guys we kind of lack, I think, through the depth, through the organization, and um, had just happened to be a right-handed shot too. So um, I thought it was probably 50-50 maybe um, that he was even going to be there. Um, I know you guys hear the, the, the same cliche every sure. time. Everybody thinks their guys are there, but we had them high, and um, we like them for sure. Yeah, well, I got a lot of time, as you know, for right shot defensemen and right shot centers, and you drafted a right shot center uh, in the seventh round in Capone, and uh, he's playing at Mary Mack, and he's got a little bit of bite. He's a, is, is he? I mean, if you're talking about a guy in the seventh round, I mean, once you... Get out of the first couple of rounds. You're you're kind of throwing a dart against the board there. But he is a center. He is a right shot, and he's got some bite. You got to like that, don't you? Well, that's exactly what it was. We went. Uh, you know, we have certain lists through the year. This that uh, through the through the year. You know, skilled, competitive. Uh, um, he was at the top of the list for competitiveness, and we we just kind of figured that um, you know another element that we try try take a take a shot at, um, and not only because of his competitiveness, you know, he still still had 14 goals in college hockey last year, and um, you know he's just a guy that I think that's going to will his way around the ice and find a way to impact the score sheet uh, in many different ways, and. Um, that's kind of the thinking with Aaron the seventh, and you're bang on. You I mean he's he's gone through the draft. He's a little bit of an older guy, uh, going back into his sophomore year now at school. So we'll see. Um, get a good look at him this week and start developing a relationship and get a game plan uh, going forward with their their development process. Evans Oilers director of player personnel and amateur scouting Tyler Wright, Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. Uh, so you take a a right shot D, a right shot center. And a goaltender out of Flint. What can you tell us about Nathaniel Day? Well, um, you know, we have, you know, Jeff Saleko um, is, you know, our goaltending guru who, you know, puts a lot of work into the draft and and um, very due diligent on it. Um, you know, there's a 19-year-old, 20-year-old guy that was playing ahead of him. Uh, he took the reins over in the, in the playoffs, ended up losing in seven games to Saginaw. Um, so just, you know, trying to find his way, you know, still kind of in the Ontario League, but, uh, you know, good, so decent size. And obviously uh, it's just another name kind of into our prospect pool and the goalie position. We just kind of thought at that point in time, you know, you know how the drafts go as, as you get down into those later rounds. Um, you know, there's deficiencies in games, but uh, there's some players there, and hopefully, um, you know, we can find a goalie. Yeah, well, you, you got to take a swing as well. Uh, so, a goalie, a right shot D, and a right shot center. A lot of people would say, Tyler, that's the right combination for the like. You know what I'm saying? Just because there, there's way more left shots than the right shots was was it an accident that you ended up? If you're gonna, you know, you're not talking about the top five or top ten picks. That's a completely different scenario. Was it an accident you went down this path? Hey, we're going to take some swings here. Let's take some swings on some guys that have a unique skill set and are hard to acquire. Uh, 
no, it's not a complete accident uh, by any means. I mean, we, we talk at length, uh, you know, through the organization as far as, as needs. And I mean, unless you draft and, and develop these players, you've got to constantly try to acquire them, which obviously costs assets. So, um, you know, but just because a guy shoots right and plays center, you I mean, they got to be able to play at some point in time. Uh, so is it a complete accident? No. Um you know, but it wasn't the sole reason either, too. I mean, we, we we look at a lot of different things, and we look at competitiveness, and we look at, uh, you know, being a hard player to play against. We we have some deficiencies in the organization with the depth of, you know, on the right-handed side of things. So, you I mean, we try to address that. Final question for you, Tyler. I just saw Boston's development camp roster. They got 32 players going. Uh, you've had, you know, you've only had the seven draft picks over the last couple of years because Edmonton's been in a go for it mode, and the Oilers have got the second best record in the NHL since February 10th of 2022. Five playoff series in the last two years. Uh, there, you know, you've had to give up some draft uh, uh, picks in, in order to improve the team. Um, I, I know you're going to have a development camp. You play a part in who gets invited here. How many do you have an approximate amount of players that we're going to see over um, in the downtown community arena uh, next week? Yeah, well, I think we're rounded out about 28, 29 players. Um, prospects tournament is pretty much rounded out in September to go to Penticton, um, you know, with about 12, 13 forwards, 73 goalies. So we're. We're pretty comfortable. Uh, we try to fill those slots late, uh, late in the draft. We're on the phone a lot, uh, talking with you know agents and people that you know might go through the draft that you know we could use as invites to come to development camp. And obviously, with the NCAA uh, and the European rule for a lot of those players not being able to participate in right. September, so we we fill that out. Um, and we're going to give these guys long, hard looks. We. Uh, look at the organizational depth and, and the positions and, and fill those out with, um, you know, once they get invited to those camps, you retain their rights. Uh, uh, if you offer them a contract or sign them, which you could before you send them back right. to wherever they're at, but um, that's also, you know, something where we're trying to be creative in. Yeah, well, I mean, Jeremy Hansel last year went to the rookie tournament, played pretty well there, had a great season. I don't know, he's plus 843 in Seattle last year, got himself drafted this year. Uh, any na- can, can you give me a T, can you name a guy to the Western League that I would have a pretty good idea if, at maybe a forward that you ended up bringing in? Uh, forward bringing in um, Sloan out of Tri-Cities, the local kid. Okay. Um, you know, big centerman coming in, so... Um, couple other guys what? bringing in, you know, some defenseman, Miski. Um, so, don't have the list right, right in front of me, but uh, no, we, we, we got some good names coming in, and it's uh, I'm excited about this group. Uh, guys worked real hard to, to get these guys locked down, and uh, I, like the, I like the group. Tyler, the Oilers haven't lost a game in that tournament in the last four years that we've been there in Penticton. So there you go. Uh, best of luck tomorrow uh, in your uh, role uh, assisting uh, Ken Holland in free agency. And thank you for taking time to join us. And we're going to co- hook up here with Matthias Janmark right away. Thanks a lot, Tyler. All right, thanks, Bob. Ciao. You, you bet. That's Tyler Wright. He's the director of amateur scouting and player personnel. It's one sixteen, And in one minute's time, Matthias Janmark re-signing today with the Edmonton Oilers. Bob Stoffer with you. We just had Tyler Wright on the show. The Sloan that he mentioned is Jake Sloan. 
who uh, will be at uh, the Oilers Development Camp. He's a six foot four, right shot center, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Played for Bob Torrey's Tri City Americans last year and had a point per game, including twenty goals in uh, fifty five games. We're going to head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline and welcome back to the show, Matthias Janmark. He signed today a one year deal, one million bucks. Hello, Matthias. It's Bob. How you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Uh, well, uh, you're back in the fold for another year. You took a little bit of a haircut, which to me is an illustration, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's a sign that uh, you want to be a part of a winner. Is that part of the reason you made the decision to resign instead of going to free agency? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I wouldn't say I took that much of a pay cut. I don't know what would have turned out tomorrow in free agency but yeah. I'm more looking at where I'm going and, and the opportunity I have where I'm going and at this stage in my career and the journey I'm on I feel like the one thing I want is to win yeah. and the way things went last year I feel like it was a hard uh, it was hard to find somewhere else to, to find that would have made a better fit to to go chase that, that Stanley Cup and the Edmonton Oilers and obviously like after last year I think the only place I was willing to go was probably a place that I've been before and I think like I said the Edmonton Oilers are the best fit to to go chasing a cup so hopefully we can we can have a good year and, and make a run at it. Well, I guess what I'm saying to you is you played 14 and a half minutes per game. You got double-digit goals. You got three shorthanded goals. Uh, you were an important player, very effective third-line player. I could have foreseen a scenario had you gone free agency where maybe teams that weren't as good as Edmonton might be willing to offer you more. But the fact is you want to stay here and play for a winner, and I think that's an admirable trait for a guy to have. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I've also feel like I've had good seasons before, and you go to free agency, and and especially with uh, since I became a UFA, I feel like that was a COVID year, and and the the market has been hard to predict, and and sometimes you go to free agency, and and things are not the way you you wanted to, uh, and and to be honest, all I really looked for this this free agency this time around was uh, to go somewhere where I could feel like I could could win a cup and, and uh, the first place I lived to was was Edmonton so uh, yeah I mean you can look at it that way but uh, I'm, I'm just happy to be to be there for this year and and uh, yeah I'm, I'm hoping to contribute and to hopefully uh, it's hard to say that you're gonna win but uh, yeah I hope to contribute to to making a run for it, for sure. Matthias, I mean, you sit there and, and look at what happened, and, and I, I, I guess before we get to Vegas, I just I just got to say, you blocked the shot game one against L.A. Did you end up breaking your foot? Yeah, uh, I, I broke my foot in in, the, in game one there. So, yeah, that, that's a part of it, too. I feel like I signed there in Edmonton last year, partly the same reasons. I felt, I felt like uh, from the outside looking in, I felt like they had a good good thing going uh, and then things didn't turn out the way I wanted but I got called up and when I got called up I didn't feel I didn't have the feeling that it was a Stanley Cup team uh, at the time uh, it was a kind of a rough start and it was a rough going for the first couple couple weeks when I was up too and then 
the feeling we had going into the playoffs, I think, uh, was incredible. Uh, the run we had after the, the trade deadline and, and even leading into the tra- leading up to the trade deadline, uh, it, it, it had a feeling of something special. And it didn't turn out the way we wanted it as a team. And, and for me, personally, breaking my fracturing my foot in the first game of the pretty much the first or the first three shifts of the, of the playoffs wasn't the way I, I drew it up so uh, it was it was enticing to go to, to go see what was out there in free agency maybe another good team uh, was interesting but at the end of the day the way things ended in in Edmonton last year I just couldn't didn't say no to come back for for another year and see where things are gonna go I gotta ask you this I mean you know I broadcast every game and this you know you guys losing six to Vegas I've done every show you know Monday through Friday since the orders have been eliminated I have no choice but to watch the playoffs because I got to know what I'm talking about even though a lot of people would say it Matthias I don't actually know what I'm talking about but with all seriousness here did you watch the playoffs or was it too hard to watch given that you guys were right there with the Golden Knights and I mean Jonathan Marcheseau said afterwards the Oilers series was the toughest series we beat an elite team in that series like take us through there is, is it hard to watch do you, or do you just check out after that occurs yeah I mean I, th- I think honestly I think we all knew when we when we lost that series I think we all knew uh, that if we were to win that series, we 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 were gonna have a really good chance at winning. Like we we all knew, like I said before, uh, we had a feeling going into the playoffs the last couple of months, the last couple of weeks of the season after the trade trade deadline, we had a good run, and and I think that led off into the playoffs. I think we felt really good. We we beat LA. That was a really tough round. Uh, they gave us a really good challenge, and we went up against Vegas, and uh, we. We didn't, things didn't go our way. We didn't play it to our best. And, and uh, I think after we lose that game or that series, I feel like everyone knew kind of we, we have missed an opportunity here. Uh, for me personally, honestly, I went to Dallas after because I played there for, for, for six years. Uh, and I actually went to, to a couple of games in that series. I didn't watch, watch too much of the game. But, yeah, uh, I, I was there in the building and – yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you lose out, and it is what it is. Uh, it took a, this, this time around. I got to be honest. Uh, I lost in the in the final uh, with Dallas, and yep. that stung. But but this this loss this year uh, was tougher than the losing in the final because you go to the final kind of a unexpected run uh, in Dallas, and and you feel like you. You, you came close, but you accomplished something. And and this time around, I feel like we all knew that we we had the the team to do it. We should have been there, uh, but we didn't really come close. So uh, I I feel like this was the toughest playoff loss of my of my career, and that's mostly mostly the reason why I wanted to come back. All right, one final one for you, and it's about a fellow Swede. Uh, can you express to our listeners the impact that, uh, you know, Ken Holland stepping up and making that trade and basically giving away two first-round draft choices to acquire Matthias Ekholm, what Matthias Ekholm meant to your room when he came in there and, and on and off the ice? Yeah, uh, I think, uh, I mean, 
us players are like everyone else. We're, we're speculating on what trades are going to be made and, and everything. And you never know. Uh, you can look at plenty, like hundreds of trades throughout the history of the NHL, and you never know how a trade is going to pan out. Sometimes you you win the Stanley Cup, and obviously it's going to be a good trade, and sometimes you don't, and sometimes you lose in the first round, and it's, it looks like a bad trade. But I just feel like the trade that we made for Ekholm, it had an impact in the first game uh, pretty much when we acquired him, and I think our record since we acquired him kind of speaks for for uh, yeah the impact he had on our team. Uh, I think it kind of changed the the way our team played and, and the way our team looked. Uh, and I think, I hope that it's going to build into this season even more. Uh, and hopefully we can, like I said, build on that and, and become even better, especially on that the defensive part of the ice and, and yeah, keep building off of that trade because it was a phenomenal trade and uh, not only did we have him for the, for the run that we came up short this year, but we have him for two, two or three more more uh, runs at it, so uh, yeah, it was a great trade. Matthias, uh, thank you for are you over in Sweden right now? Yeah, uh, I'm in, in Sweden right now and yeah, just uh, trying to to work to be ready for next year uh yeah like i said before it was a tough it was a tough uh tough loss and i don't think i've ever had uh this much this much juice in uh in the summer to to come back and and really try to contribute to i think become better become a better player and try to contribute to to us to have a success next year Hey, uh, it's about 9.30 there right now. Thank you for taking time to join us on a, on a Friday night. Uh, much appreciated, and congratulations get it in the uh, one-year extension done. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. Have a good summer. Yeah, see you in the fall. That is Matthias Janmark of the Edmonton Oilers. That's 127 uh, in Edmonton. There you hear it. And, and every Oiler player you talk to, I mean... It stung uh, the way it ended because uh, they thought they could get it done. Guests and orders now receive um, gift cards to Japanese Village Edmonton's favorite Tepon Yaki Steak Restaurant. I was there last Sunday. It was awesome. You can book your celebration for the census at jvedmonton.ca. 3975 Calgary Trail, new location. And Uncle Milt from Brent Ridge Ford will tell you advertising with orders now works. The uh, phone's have been ringing off the hook, but uh, Brent Ridge Ford is still in need of quality used vehicles, and they're prepared to pay top dollar for trade-ins or outright purchases. Remember, there's a reason why Brent Ridge Ford is a 12-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. If you want fair treatment during every aspect of your vehicle purchase and ownership, call Johnny, Rich, Uncle Milt, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6048. So in the last half hour, we heard from uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, Director of... Uh, player personnel and amateur scouting title right, as well as Oilers forward Matthias Janmark. Uh, that's the news of the day, signing a one-year extension, $1 million bucks. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kelburn. And when we come back, Reed Wilkins uh, will join us from Inside Sports. We're going to uh, set up tomorrow's free agent frenzy, talk a bit about the moves that have preceded it over the last couple days. And uh, Reed Wilkins, Brendan Escott, and myself, well, mostly them, we'll have a little bit of conversation around the Edmonton Elks. This is Oilers Now.